0: factory tours, technician school, power lunches, and one new RV. This week, lessons learned from our visit to the RV capital of the world, Elkhart, Indiana. This is the RV Miles podcast.
1: RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun-smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every LL Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit llbean.com to shop now. LL Bean, be an outsider. Welcome to episode 209 of the RV Miles podcast. I am Jason. And
0: I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America since 2016 on one epic road trip. Here at RV Miles, we talk about everything from lifestyle and destinations to industry news, our national parks, and so much more.
1: It is a busy saturday night at the campground yeah. we are excited to be back in a campground and we
0: are giving a little bit of entertainment everyone <laughs> keeps walking past and looking at us and wondering what are these weird people doing with headphones on <laughs>
1: we are in our new rv in fact last night was our first night staying in it we've had yes. it for about a week now but we've been busily uh, running to the costcos and the ikeas <laughs> and the targets and Uh, Running up the credit card debt. Don't forget
0: the Menards. I don't know how many times we've been to Menards. This has been a whirlwind of a week, which is why this episode is a few days late. You might have noticed that last week there was no news video as well. We just decided that we really had to put everything on hold because our time to get everything moved from our storage unit into our new rv was really small we only had four days this koa that we were staying at that is close to the storage unit they only had four days they could give us we're now about i'd say 40 45 minutes away from our storage unit so we wanted to get everything moved in and organized as much as possible before we had to head over to the davenport iowa area and that was one of the worst four days of my life. I currently, (laughs) I think I broke my toe. My knee is swollen. I have bruises that I don't know where they came from. And all of my cuticles are cut just from opening boxes, constantly opening boxes and arranging everything. Because I did the bulk of the inside and you kind of tried to do your best to keep Work going and kids alive.
1: (laughs) We all appreciate the massive amount of work that you put in to to get us into our home. And you would think that moving from one RV to another RV wouldn't be as big of a challenge as it was. But it was as much work as any other time we've moved.
0: It was like 2016 all over again (laughs) that day that we moved out of the apartment and we had all of our stuff or a good bulk of our stuff piled up in that back courtyard and we were trying to get moved into the bus because the painters had shown up to paint the apartment to get ready for the new tenant that day i didn't think i could ever be as tired as i was that day and i think that wednesday of this week when I called you and I was crying, (laughs) sitting on the stairs in our new RV crying. I think that might have been one of the most exhausting days of my life, but we got it done and we got moved and we were able to safely move everything and to move our fifth wheel over to this new campground. And we're really thrilled that, you know, once we get a little bit more settled and actually get somewhere for more than two nights, that we can do a walkthrough and we can really yeah. share. So we
1: we parked the fifth wheel at that KOA for four nights without ever staying in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't we, tell KOA we, that. We,
1: we, 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 spent, we spent a lot of time there, oh, just not in the night. Listen,
0: I was there for probably 12 <laughs> to 14 hours every single day, for sure.
1: So we've moved to this lovely Army Corps of Engineers campground right on the Mississippi River. Uh, couldn't ask for a, a nicer place to be back in our... New home, uh, because this is the type of camping that that yeah. we really love. I mean, yeah. the the it's a it's a small campground. The spaces are a little tight, and there's a lot of people, and it's kind of a party atmosphere, which is kind of fun, actually, right now. But the
0: yes, you get this no.
1: gorgeous view of the Mississippi, though it's wonderful.
0: That's what's so great is that this campground mm-hmm. is literally on the Mississippi river Mm -hmm. and the Mississippi river. I mean, you just can't beat it for views. Sometimes with the (laughs) sunset, it is gorgeous today. We had a storm roll through last night, which thankfully lifted the heat and the humidity. And we've had a beautiful day today and the river is just glowing. It's just gorgeous. And we actually, we wanted to go over there and record and that's, you know, have that be the backdrop for the video version of this podcast, but there would have been about thirty to forty people who would have been joining us for <laughs> this episode. And so so, so instead you know. we're here at
1: our campsite and we've got our wonderful yes. saber fifth wheel behind
0: us. And yeah, uh, and you might see a kid come <laughs> in and out every once in a while. The great thing too is there's two playgrounds within distance of our campsite that I can look out the window and I can see both of them. And I can see the kids when they go to them. It's just
1: which is one of the things that we loved about this fifth wheel is it has yeah. wonderful campsite. Windows, which our old unit did not have a lot of campsite view.
0: It has wonderful (laughs) kitchen view windows, which, you know, I didn't realize how much time I spend in the kitchen (laughs) until I realized how nice it is to have a view outside the kitchen window. So that has been just fantastic. I mean, it has been, you know, it's been a bit of an adjustment and we've all had some growing pains with this. Just change, change, even good change sometimes can be really overwhelming and can be really hard, especially for younger people or older people. And so we've, you know, we've been trying to give a little bit of space for that. And we always haven't been the gracious, the most gracious, I should say. But um, I think that as we look towards the future and the, especially the upcoming months and our RV miles meetup in camp Verde, I'm just, I'm so excited. And I have, you know, Bussy was such a wonderful home and you know, Ranger Gandalf was such a wonderful home. And, you know, Ranger Gandalf kept us safe at a time when things were so crazy. This feels like the the saber feels like just, oh, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it. But when I stand in there and we're all spread out in this big, beautiful home and I just.
1: We're I having just, conversations I- in two different rooms. I, you take a you take a breath,
0: and you just go. This was meant to yeah. be, you it's, know.
1: It's a wonderful floor plan for families with the loft uh, for the kids, and we're excited to share that with you. We'll be doing a full YouTube video walkthrough once we get a little bit settled in. To it. Uh, we still got some things to pick up, some things we plan on doing. We, uh... Ikea really <laughs> wants
0: us to come back because they were like, wow, you guys bought a lot of stuff. And if you need more, we are here for you. Don't forget those Swedish meatballs on your way out, which we did not. Um, but <laughs> we will talk a little bit too, because I just realized, gosh, it's been so long since we've been with all of you that you know we haven't even really been able to talk about. Pickup day.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. It, you know,
0: I know we'll cover that in the B Block coming up, but.
1: Well, I, I, let's let's talk about it here.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about it here then. So, you know, we spent last week in Elkhart and Friday the 13th. We picked up the Sabre. Uh, we call it the Sabre. So if you hear me say that from time to time. We that... know
1: it's pronounced
0: sabre. We know. Listen, <laughs> thank you to all of you who, uh, in one of my Insta stories, I referred to it as Sabre. <laughs> and thank you to all of you who really wanted me to know that I was saying it wrong. <laughs> but we have nicknamed it Sabre, and that is based off an episode of The Office, you know, and that, because that's just our favorite show. And y'all know that we love to nickname or name our homes. So uh, it's a Sabre, but we call it the Sabre. Uh, we picked it up on the 13th and that day was just, it, it was so joyous. And I I just want to say to Forest River and especially to everybody at the Sabre plant, they were so excited for us and they were so welcoming And just so full of enthusiasm the whole day long. And they spent a long day with us and with our family. And their enthusiasm for us and for getting this new fifth wheel and for touring their plant and meeting everybody, it never waned. Like, it was awesome. So
1: if if you missed uh, the episode where we talked about this, we should mention that we are brand ambassadors now for Sabre by Forest River. Um, and uh, they they put us in this unit. Thank you so much, folks at Sabre. And uh, want us to share this with you. Um, but they wanted us to be very open and honest about this being a partnership. But they want, didn't want us to be secretive about that in any way and per, pretend that we bought it. Um, so no. we, we love how open and honest they are about it. They want us to give them lots of feedback on the unit and stuff, but. We uh, we toured the plant uh, as not our unit was being built because ours was done, but others were being built, and we were just thrilled to see the way they were built. Um, and and for the folk for the kids to be able to get that factory tour was awesome too, because normally that's yeah. not allowed. But they they uh, I was really impressed. I'm honestly genuinely not we're brand ambassadors, yes, but honestly genuinely impressed by the manufacturing process at the Sabre plant specifically?
0: Yeah, I got a little emotional a few times because I was watching these individuals. And on the day that we toured, it was another day like this. There had been a ton of storms that had come through the area and had finally broken up the heat and the humidity. And so it was very comfortable on the day we toured. But everyone in the plant, uh, in the warehouse, you know, all that week prior, they had been working in incredibly hot, humid conditions because they're in this open, you know, warehouse location. And so I'm watching these individuals, these incredibly hard-working people. They are moving at a speed that is so fascinating. And, you know, I know we had so many people that wanted us to just be like, go get those answers on why things are awful. And I was like, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to say I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, everything's great in Elkhart because nothing can ever be perfect and great. But what I saw on that tour was not at all what I expected. And the precision with which they were putting together these units, and we watched from a the chassis rolling in all the way up to one getting pushed out. We watched all the different steps. You went up on top, you got to watch what's going up on the roof and everything of that nature. We got to see all of it. And I left with a really great appreciation, an overall really great appreciation, I think, for trade work, for work that is really intense and requires a lot of you physically and mentally at the same time. And I just, I remember turning to Bruce and saying, and I think I said to Joe too, like numerous times please if you ever get these people together and they do they they bring everyone together i think monthly for they cook breakfast for them i said would you please tell them on behalf of our family how thankful we are for them and that they chose to be here and build this recreational vehicle for us so that we could go out and explore this country
1: we're going to get to some more of our thoughts. That's kind of the thrust of this episode yeah. from our visit to Elkhart. Some of the things that we learned and um, and were able to find out about, you know, what's going on in the industry while we're there.
0: Yeah, but I just, I felt like I just wanted to say that because that, before we get into this later, because that's me coming from an emotional place. Sure. And I wanted to, I wanted to share that emotional reaction I had to it before we talk more on uh, you know, an unbiased, you know, you're
1: all good. I'm just trying to make a segue. I know. boo. Well,
0: I get it. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I get it. But I, I felt like I needed to, you know, I just felt like I needed to say that because, you know, I really did wax poetic there for a minute. But it really did. It got me in all the feels. Yeah. It got me a lot of feels that I could do that with my kids and that, you know, people were working so hard for me. You know, it just, it got me. So, all uh, right, segue us out of this We're going to
1: take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our takeaways from our visit to the RV capital of the world, Elkhart, Indiana.
0: We'll be right back find your next camping adventure with the spot tonight app spot tonight offers real-time visibility across numerous campgrounds available for immediate booking easy to use and free to download with spot tonight you can build a travel profile share parks with friends via messaging and mark your favorite campgrounds travelers can search for specific parks that meet their exact needs for tonight and beyond no more blind searches in hopes of finding an available spot simply look book and go Campground owners, download the Spot Tonight app and see how your park can join a vastly expanding network. For more information, visit spottonight.com, that's spot, the number 2 in ITE.com, or simply download the app in the Apple or Google Play stores. Look, book, and go with Spot Tonight.
1: Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV, and the Power watchdog Smart Surge Protector, made by Hughes Auto Formers, beats the competition with fegaled replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years. And now they have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoFormers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoFormers.com all right the cicadas are settling in uh, the rowdy folks are here at the campground there's the motorcycles that are gonna ride by every now and then i'm sure uh, we're having Saturday a g- night. good time here at the campground uh, but it's time to talk about elkhart indiana where 80 percent of the rvs in the world are built in the world or the nation i'm not quite sure but 80 percent of at least north american rvs are built in elkhart indiana and uh uh, that's changing. That's expanding uh, a little bit here and there. But, but we just I just shared on the news video this week about a new manufacturer opening up in Elkhart. Uh, and one opened last year. they they're still even though the the unemployment is like at rock bottom there. Um, there's the labor, labor pools tap. They're still building them there because it's such a community.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting is I also would say it's Elkhart adjacent. It's like those of us who like to say, I live in Chicago when you live in Oak Park. <laughs> it's just easier to say Chicago. So where do you want to start?
1: Well, I, I think what I want to start with is, is uh, this idea that, um, that all the manufacturers, basically they all build in the same way. And um, that they're all sort of built the same and they're just different units with different stickers on them, um, basically built uh, to the same, same quality standards um, and all that sort of stuff. And we found, I think, uh, because Sabre isn't the only plant tour. It was
0: the only one I went on, but you were able to go and do a little bit more than I was because I was staying with the kids.
1: I think what we found is that it's, a, it's just so much more nuanced than that. Um, yeah, all the manufacturers do things differently. Their plants operate in totally different ways, and within the different, you know, uh, subdivisions of companies, like Thor's companies are all separate companies. It's mm-hmm. weird. So, like so, Keystone and Jayco and Heartland—they're all under Thor's umbrella, but they're all separate companies, and and they operate separately. But Forest River has different divisions. Um that operate all their nameplates separately. Like mm-hmm. Sabre is under the Cherokee division, but then the Sabre plant is on its own. But for all intents and purposes, they still operate like single companies. The people at Sabre make the decisions about Sabre, except for maybe like some marketing decisions mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Um and they they compete with each other within within the same brand so the for, the 40 some forest river band, brands compete with each other
0: yeah
1: um so that was really interesting to me and they and they do all do things in different ways you know some will do their roof caps a little bit differently and some decide that they like um they that they don't like to have ducting running cabinets they want ducting to all be in floor all that sort of these little things that they they decide really do make a difference in the way their units are are built but uh, really it all comes down to the people in the end right and I think the biggest thing that we found was that all the RV manufacturers the number one thing that they care about at their plants is the safety of their workers.
0: Oh for sure I I would say that that was the number one on the tour that I went on and very much so at the front of our minds and then our tour guides minds as we were going through with the kids as well. And in fact, you know, when I alluded to that, you went up and were able to see, you know, kind of the roof and how all of that goes, we, we couldn't even take the kids up there like for safety reasons, not only for them, but also for who was up there, they really had to limit any extra additional bodies.
1: Again, like it, it does come down to the people that are building them. And when, when we hear people say like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bunch of you know opium ad- addicted people making minimum wage that are slapping these things together. I'll mm. say on the tours that I went through, and I you know
0: yeah, I mean we should be honest. We didn't go to right, every everyone. single RV the, manufacturer and do and every the ones single we saw were there.
1: were higher end brands. Yeah, um, there wasn't a single person I saw that I would be like, I don't, I wouldn't want that person building my RV. Uh, at all, not that I would want to judge a book by a cover, but I'm I'm more talking. I'm not talking. Ab- I'm not talking about looks or anything like that. I'm talking about um, their presence and the energy and, and that they're their, giving off. Their, their, their energy, energy and yeah. and the actual physical work that they're doing. Yeah, didn't see anything that would make me, you know, um, feel a little bit uh, disappointed or anything like that. No, um,
0: it's that's just a narrative. Yeah. But you know, and but again, I think it's very important that. This is, these are all built by humans and humans err like that. We just do. We're not perfect. Sometimes we're tired, you know, and I know you're going to say, but that's not acceptable. They're putting these together and they're not being put together correctly. You are absolutely right. But sometimes people, especially in an environment where there's a lot of them and they're doing really hard work and they're being asked a lot out of an industry that exploded, Sometimes people you know, miss something. But that's and- another
1: a takeaway that I, I, I got too. And, you know, this is something I, I sort of knew though, but it, it, this industry exploded, yes, in terms of sales. But really what happened was that dealership inventory um, was what was sold off, right? The manufacturers that we talked to. Some are building the same number of units that they were building in 2019. A couple are building slightly more. I think Sabre said that they normally have 16 units a day Mm -hmm. to green, which is the final step. Their factory can do 24 units a day. Right now they're making 18 units. And it's because there's no... There, there's there, the material issues are still a huge problem yeah for sure and la- there's no labor that they, they they cannot hire people so if they wanted to crank these out at this lightning speed that we think that they're been cranking them out over the last year and a half they can't do it because they can't hire the people they can't go build new factories to double production because how are they going to staff that factory
0: yeah and i think a lot of that you know comes down to that it's really important that we as a society begin to change the way we look at trade jobs, blue collar jobs. We need to stop looking at those as lesser than and really understand that those are valuable jobs that deserve to be paid a honest living wage beyond a living wage, a good wage, and that it's okay to encourage our young people to go into trade because they can provide for themselves and they can provide, should they want a family and want to pursue that later in life that they can on a trade salary do so. Yeah. But as long as we continue to just, I guess, denigrate mm-hmm. this industry and the people who are doing it, why would anyone want to go work there? Yeah. You know, like why would you want to tell someone I work for, xyz rv manufacturer i build rvs so that they can sit there and go oh did you forget to screw this on today oh you're one of the reasons why i just took my rv out and it fell apart on me thanks a lot
1: now because these are all hand-built homes you really have to think about them more in that way than than like cars um
0: because cars are automated like
1: you said there are going to be mistakes but the thing that comes down to i think that That really does tick a lot of people off is a lack of quality control. Yeah. And, you know, we learned a lot about the dealership network and why the dealers are generally responsible for pre delivery inspections. Part of it is because. You, you can't drive the RV at the plant, right? It's going to make its journey to a dealership stuff is going to bounce around on the way. And the dealership is going to be better equipped to handle that stuff. The dealership has propane to fill and, and water and all that sort of stuff. But the RV manufacturers are realizing a, that the dealerships are shortchanging those pre-delivery pre-del- inspections mm-hmm. by quite a bit because, uh, because they can, but also because they have so much work to do mm-hmm. in their, in their shops. I mean, there are, there are so many people wanting work done on their RVs and they can't do it. And they're, they're, they're having to do all of the new units as well. So a lot of the manufacturers are, they're constructing pre-delivery inspection yeah. facilities just for that, for their manufacturer to, before they hit the road. And we witnessed Sabres going through their pre-delivery inspection where they, you know, they, they, force air pressure into the cabin and then they use soapy water over every single seam to make sure that there are no there's no leaks and all it's that that kind of level of detail more of that is happening in Elkhart there are going to be manufacturers that aren't doing that though for sure
0: absolutely and I think that this is again getting the manufacturer and the dealer on the same level but then it has to go back to what you just alluded to which I had said let's segue into this next topic which is the amount of service that dealers are needing to provide to RVs that need to have some work done on them. And so you were able to go over and meet with and and tour around the RV technical Institute. And some of the information you shared with me when you came back from that was shocking. And I think, again, it speaks to this idea of how we view blue collar work, how we view working with our hands in this country right now.
1: Yeah. So the number of technicians uh, to work on RVs in this country, we have actual Bureau of Labor Statistics stats on that because it is a, it is a line item coded job. Uh, there are about 15,000 RV technicians in the country, not, not factory workers, but people who work on RVs. That number has changed hardly from 10 years ago. And the RV Technical Institute was um, was put together. Um, they've been around. They've had this training program for a while. But they've just revamped it and really built a training facility in order to encourage more people to come take this type of training um, in, in 2018. So they have this whole new curriculum where they're certifying technicians. So more and more technicians are going through a certification, which didn't exist very much earlier uh, either, so right now what they tell me is about 4,000 of those 15,000 technicians have have gone through their certification. There are also some other certifications out there, but there, this certification was part- was specifically put together by the RV dealers and the RV manufacturers and suppliers, places like Lippert and Dometic mm-hmm. and. They came up with this curriculum and they go train at places like Dometic on Dometic's actual water heaters and stuff like that. There are also a lot of mobile technicians that go through this training and it's a I mean it's basically a small technical college where they can go and do hands-on work there's levels that are online there are levels that are in person and then there are levels that, that are at all those sort of suppliers but I was really impressed with how they put this curriculum together, how these technicians are being trained. Um, The dealerships, the big chain dealerships, are training their own technicians using the same curriculum because it's hard for them to send them for four weeks to Elkhart, Indiana. But um, I think the more that this training becomes standard, Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to see better and better employee work at dealerships.
0: Yeah, and we're hoping to have someone from the yeah. RV Technical Institute come on the show, kind of talk yeah. about what exactly they do there and really kind of explain this a little bit more because it is, it's is—it's really fascinating, but I think it's also really important to understand that number, that not shifting number of 15,000, that's serious because the number of RVs on the road has certainly shifted. But the, there doesn't yeah. seem to be enough people to match now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the one thing that they stress to me too is that you can ask the dealership you go to or the mobile technician that you have whether uh, you ask the dealership are your technicians certified? You ask your yeah. mobile tech, are you certified? And it doesn't have to be their certification; it could be some other certification. Any certification, you know, they're not all going to be the best. They're not. Some are going to be better than others, but. Any certification is better than none because really right now, anybody could put a sign on the side of their truck and say, I'm an RV technician. And you know, you want somebody that knows what they're doing working on your RV.
0: Yeah, that's really important. So if you do need to have work done, please ask if they are certified. And if they are not, really seriously consider whether or not that's somewhere you want to have work done.
1: There are two things that I talked about on this week's news video that I'll just quickly talk about. But if you want to learn a little bit more about them uh go check out the news video because mm-hmm. i talk about them a little bit more there but um one is that these 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 factories are are smaller than you might think um surprisingly smaller than you might think for yeah. building very for building 42 foot uh, fifth wheels but uh they also have most of them have like an off-site storage where they keep parts for they say the average is about three model years. So if you have something like a countertop break or a cabinet that needs replaced or a sink that needs to replace, they normally keep those for three model years and you can call them up and, and order one. And we actually did that with Heartland when we had yep. an issue with a couple of things with Heartland. Um, but a lot of the manufacturers are realizing that they need to expand that drastically because of these these shortages they've been going through because some of them actually cannibalized that that supply in order to build new units yeah. when they weren't getting supplies so lots of them are building new storage facilities and are going to be keeping a lot more parts on hand
0: if they can get them if they can get them but <laughs> yeah. over they
1: don't want to have an issue like this happen again where yeah. they were blindsided um
0: well if we're If we're fortunate, we won't have an issue like this ever again on
1: anything. Um, Well, I mean, I think the pandemic has been a big lesson about supply chains. When we're we're getting everything from one supplier that is in one certain country, Mm -hmm. you know, what if that country falls under civil war or what something if like texas that
0: gets cold
1: <laughs> exactly what happens exactly it's not all been pandemic related right no
0: texas got cold and things got crazy
1: the other big thing uh, that i've been hearing from some people i've been hearing rumors about and lots of hearsay uh, and I, I got some real details uh, about rv ladders ladders that go are mounted on the back of your rv those are those are going away Uh, There are going to be some still on uh, maybe mostly some of the high end units, maybe some of the toy haulers that uh, have a a stronger structure than than the weight that's actually in them most of the time. Um, But the the RV Industry Association, um, all the RV manufacturers work under the same standard. Mm -hmm. And there was an update to the standard that basically required uh, more stress testing and more proof of the amount of weight each of those ladder mounts can hold yeah which is going to require a lot of rv manufacturers to basically re-engineer their back walls if they want to put a ladder on them and then send that unit through testing and all that most of them just are not going to do it no um,
0: because i remember the math that was done for us and when they got to i think it was somewhere around twenty one thousand or something yeah. pounds wise and it was like there's no way that you're going to do this. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's financially the cost and what it would do raising the cost of the rig.
1: Yeah. What a lot made of made people no don't realize is that a, a lot of, of fiberglass trailers, like our fifth wheel, mm-hmm. are are made with an aluminum framed side. But usually the back wall is wood. Sometimes it's not, but usually the back wall is, is like, like two by three wood framed and that's what these ladders have been screwed into and now they would have to be like bolted into a metal it's a whole big thing so 2022 units and on you're not going to see many rv ladders
0: so where are we all going to put our wagons now
1: you know what i never trusted those ladders anyway so uh, the expandable ladder has been awesome
0: <laughs> has it? I mean, it has. But every yes. time, every time you get on it and start climbing it, and it starts kind of going side to side, I, I wonder if today is the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I think those, that uh, I don't know if you're praying for that or if you're, <laughs> you're hoping, no, you that's that's give it a little help, you give, give, give a little nudge.
0: That's why I always come over and hold it. Not that I think I could do much, but at least I'm just there in case today is the day.
1: So I want to wrap this up by saying I think, you know, when we talk about individual manufacturers and when we talk about quality and when we talk about who does what better and all that, it really is very nuanced. You might look okay. at one manufacturer has has a t- high end, they're they've say, under the same nameplate, they have a high end line and they have a entry level line. Uh, some manufacturers might have the best slides out there but they do a terrible job with floors or they might have the best ceilings that so it's it that it is so much more nuanced that who builds them the best and nobody builds them the best they all have their strengths and their flaws and uh some are better than others and you know again we always recommend people get an inspection when they buy a new rv
0: absolutely and hey again take it with a grain of salt what we're sharing because we didn't get to go see everything and we are just two people with opinions as well so you know if this is something you feel really passionate about Elkhart's there we stayed at a hotel there it was great
1: you can actually go watch your rv being built yeah
0: you can you can go see it firsthand for yourself
1: all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll have our fresh tank black tank segment
0: If you've been considering purchasing a solo stove, the award-winning stoves and fire pits designed with a patented airflow system now is the perfect time. Through August 26th, Solo Stove is having a site-wide sale on some of their most popular items, including 25% off fire pits like the Bonfire, an RV Miles favorite, for only $255. Other deals include 30% off camp stoves, 35% off fire pit accessories, and more. RV Miles listeners can save an extra $10 off their purchase of $100 or more when you head over to rvmiles.com solo solostove and use the link and promo code in the article, That's rvmiles.com slash solostove for an extra $10 off the sale price.
1: RV Pet Parents, if you're looking for a trusted and comprehensive way to keep your loved ones safe while out exploring, check out the RV Pet Temperature Monitor from Waggle. With Waggle, you get real-time temperature updates, RV power loss, and back-on alerts, and more plus waggle comes with built-in verizon 4g cellular so there's no need for wi-fi and you don't have to be a verizon user waggle rv pet monitor also comes with gps to help you pinpoint your rv in a crowded parking space and there's even an app with the waggle app you can access vet chat to get a vet live you can get regular updates on what's happening in the rv world you can read more on pet parenting rving and top rv destinations and set reminders Head over to rvmiles.com waggle for the link and coupon code to save 50% off your waggle pet monitor now through September 6th. That's rvmiles.com waggle to save 50% off your waggle RV pet temperature monitor today. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? I
0: don't have one. I've been so disconnected from the world for the last week. I don't know, Black Tank. I haven't been paying attention to anything that's been going on. I haven't been watching anything, reading anything, looking at anything outside of this fifth wheel that's behind us and y'all's faces when I come home at night. So I have no Black Tank.
1: Well, half of the country is on fire. Uh, what? Do, yeah,
0: <laughs> this, yes. There Afghanistan
1: are... has fallen. What, what else do yeah, you need me to catch you, know you up what? on? I am well
0: aware of all of those things. And I think that a lot of people are well aware of all of those things. And I, I, you know, I tend to try and not bring that kind of heavy to my black tank because I think we're all consuming that outside of this podcast here. And, you know, we need to have a place where we can consume something silly to be complaining about. You know, I mean, I could talk about how dang good that almond cake is from Ikea, but it's so dang good That it's got to get black tanked because I can't stop eating it, you know, and they sell them. So, of course, we bought one. So, I guess there. There you go. I just gave you a black tank.
1: Oh, a black, a fresh tank rolled up in a black tank. There we go. (laughs) All right. What's in your actual fresh tank then?
0: So, my actual fresh tank goes to you because unbeknownst, we passed an anniversary this week that was very significant for us. It was the two year anniversary of your sudden diagnosis of your brain infection that had been sitting on your head.
1: I forgot about
0: it. We completely forgot about that Um, but a memory popped up and that's how I got it and I think that sometimes that says a lot that when something as traumatic as that that was just only two years ago can kind of you know quietly pass through the anniversary of it can quietly pass through because you have gone on to continue to live life in a way that two years ago, Jay, I didn't know if our life was going to continue. I didn't know if RV miles was going to continue to exist or America's national parks podcast or see America or anything. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything. And because of everyone that's listening and watching here, i mean, so many of you, thousands of you, you didn't allow us to fall. You know, you didn't you kept us picked up through that those three months. And I know that for the next three months my memories yeah. that are gonna pop up on Instagram and well, Facebook are gonna flood me with, you know, just a, a lot. And I, I think what's interesting too is that um when we were in Elkhart we stayed at a stay bridge. And I had not been in a stay bridge since the um night after, the very next day after you w- went into the hospital and we found out you needed to have emergency surgery and my parents and your dad and my two best friends, everyone rushed the thousand miles to get to us. And my parents put me and the boys up with them in a staybridge these suites that, you know, they have like kitchenettes and they're, they're like a, a living place. And it was two bedrooms and I'm staying with my mom and dad there. And we walked in in Elkhart. We walked into the stay bridge and I had known that I had booked it. And I knew that the last time we had been there was when we were in Minot and, um, things were so uncertain and we walked into it and I see the very, you know, it's the complete same layout looks exactly like the one in Minot. And the, one of the boys says, Oh, Hey, this is we, this is where we stayed when we were in Minot when, right when daddy was having a surgery And it hit me so hard, and it was such a visceral. All of a sudden, I saw my parents and your dad and Ginny and Grant all sitting around that bar table with me as we were trying to figure out, where is he going to go? How are we going to do this? And by the time we reached the elevator and got into the elevator to go up to our room in Elkhart, I was sobbing because it was so overwhelming. But what's so interesting is that moment came and passed, and then your anniversary rolled through and, and well, you know, we were consumed with this joy. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that's part of what makes this, getting into our new trailer so special, is like we had that, and I had two brain surgeries to, you know, finish off, put a plate in <laughs> back in my, back of my head, and didn't have to Just wear a three, helmet anymore. Know? And then we got back on the road, and then after we got back on the road, the pandemic hits, yeah. and it feels like we have been just going through challenge after challenge. So this feels like a new beginning. And I know the pandemic isn't over. No, not by but, far. Um, but, but you know, like the vaccine is out and, the, you know, we can feel free to travel again. Like campgrounds are closed. We're not concerned about, you know, where will we get food from a grocery store and th- and that sort of stuff. So it sort of feels yeah. like a new beginning. And that's part of what feels like so emotional about being Back in this new RV now.
0: Yeah, and I would agree. And I just, I felt like, you know, there will come a time when, you know, I know we won't acknowledge this in the way that we acknowledge it now. And there's come a time when, you know, there've been other traumatic medical, you know, instances in our past that we don't kind of acknowledge and, and talk about in such a deep way anymore. But, you know, two years, in, it just, to me, to go from that two years ago, to be sitting here with you today, two years later, um, never imagining that we would have been able to achieve and build the business that we had always dreamed of through the support of so many people who are listening and watching today is something I think that just needed to be celebrated because this is an achievement for you in perseverance and never giving up on yourself. It's an achievement for our family and in, in sticking through, but it's an achievement for... The community and so many other people as well because you know we never could have done this without yeah. them and so many people to this day are still like hey how's that hole in your head how's it doing <laughs> you know i mean it's amazing so many care for you and so i wanted us <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is amazing and i mean that i don't okay. mean that like oh i live with you i can't believe so many people like you i'm married to you if you weren't well, i mean i'd you. be gone if <laughs> Let's, you know, let's be real. So I think that this is an anniversary. I think if anywhere there's a place to celebrate this anniversary, it's here at the RV Miles podcast because, okay. you know. All right. Anywho, I'm so glad I got through that without crying. Okay. What is on your black tank this week?
1: Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> is going to be a big shift change here. Um, so <laughs> there has been a problem with some ford tailgates um this is actually something that goes back a while and there was a recall for this for like 2017 to 2019 uh trucks where if you have the um if you have the tailgate that actually opens with the with the button Mm -hmm. press or um you have like the you know the key fob that that opens the tailgate we don't we 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 have to go the old-fashioned way and use the handle
0: when i read this i said (laughs) What's wrong with our truck?
1: If you have <laughs> okay. a an electronic tailgate release, um, there was an issue where they were opening going down the road.
0: Holy smoke.
1: So, you know, you can imagine like you're driving around without an RV attached. That's a little annoying and if you've got stuff in the back it could fly out. But with an RV attached, you can imagine the damage that that can cause to I... your trailer uh, or as your as your tailgate hits your tongue jack, it can press the button and have your tongue jack go down. If you have a fifth wheel, it will whack into the uh, into your cargo base on your fifth wheel. And then if you turn before you notice it, hmm. then it can crunch your tailgate up and your fifth wheel at the same time. I don't want to talk about so that. So I I, wow. I found out about this because a guy shared uh, a photo of it in a Facebook group, but the number of comments that followed that said, this is happening to me as well, blew my mind. <gasps> wow. Hundreds. And there was a recall for 2019 and prior Ford trucks surrounding this. But the issues that people are having now are with the 2020 and 2021 yeah. trucks, which is why mm-hmm. I wanted to bring this up because there is no recall for those yet but it's something you might want to watch out for, and get some there, bungee cords. Well, there is a fix. If you, <laughs> it, it's kind of a uh, not the greatest fix. But what the fix was with the recall, the previous recall, is basically they put some dielectric grease on the connection because it's wires that short when they get wet. Uh, so you can go do that. You if you if you have a 2020 or a 2021 or now a 2022 Ford truck that has the electronic release. I would go and look up the technical bulletin to figure out what the fix is and and go ahead and have it done or do it yourself.
0: I would still put some kind of bungee. Like, I would not. <laughs> You're bringing your $80,000 yep. truck. You have a bungee cord over yep. the tailgate. You better believe it.
1: Look,
0: I'm not here to look good. I'm just here to stay safe. All right. All right. What is in your fresh tank this oh, week? Well, my
1: fresh tank is just, uh, we've, uh, we, we've talked about it already plenty. It's just being back in a, in a public <laughs> campground. I am just, it has yeah. been a long time. We, we spent lots of the end of our journey in our last RV in commercial campgrounds. And no shame on them.
0: Here comes the train. Uh, but this
1: one, even even with the loud trains that are oh, 15 feet whoops. away from us, I don't care. I love it. I'm so happy to be back.
0: He loves it so campground. much. He's going to keep talking through it so that all of you get to love it as yeah, well. Yeah. You yeah. hear the train come Here by. Here comes. We get to hear this at three o'clock in the morning, which is like the <laughs> no, best. no,
1: it didn't come until like six. Uh, yeah. Says you. All right, let's close with a tip from our friends Kyle and Jen over at Red White and Bethune, who have a tip about uh, baths. If you want to take a bath but you only have an RV shower, well, there is a solution for you: a portable collapsible bathtub.
0: Henry would love to know about this. That was the biggest thing he was so sad about when we parted with Ranger Gandalf Traley, was that he was giving up his bathtub.
1: Yeah. This is our RV hack. We found this tub on Amazon. The kids were missing a tub. We were missing a tub. You can throw it up in a couple minutes, throw it in your shower stall and you've got a ready-made tub. It's got a drain at the bottom. It has a drain out the side. My big behind fits in here. So I'm sure most folks can use it too. Thanks again to Kyle and Jen over at Red, White, and Bethune. Please go follow them uh, on YouTube and on their social media. And uh, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast.
0: Yes, it is. And hey, we are only 25 reviews away from hitting 1,000 on Apple Podcasts. So if you have not had a chance to head over there, would you please do us a favor? Just pop over to Apple Podcasts. Hit five star review and you are done. It'll take 20 seconds of your time. You will find all the information we've talked about, including this link to Apple Podcasts, at rvmiles.com 209. I will also link to it in the description for the YouTube video of this episode. If you want to talk to Jason and I, you know where to find us. We are over at the RV Miles Facebook group. That is the best way to get in touch with us. If you have a tip similar to what Jen and Kyle just shared with us, we would love to share it on a future episode of the RV Miles podcast as well. You can email that to editor at rvmiles.com or just tag us across the socials because we're there. And if you're shopping Amazon, we wanna go with you. Just head over to amazon.com slash shop slash rvmiles before you get shopping or you can even check out our store. Until next week, thank you so much for joining us. Stay safe, enjoy the rest of your summer, and keep logging those RV miles.
1: Hi, everybody.